I love that it still gives me the option where it's like, you're being recorded. You can leave, get out if you need to. <laughs> leave while you still can. It's literally how it acts. Just like uh, in the beginning of the movie where he's like, you know, you could still leave. You can always get out. <laughs> perfect segue. That, is, that was the perfect segue. Uh, well, welcome to We're Watching. Hello. I'm Alexia. That's Abby. It me. We're in uh, a very interesting spot, both of us, over the next uh, couple of weeks. We are now, um, what, a week in, or sorry, a, a week, a month and a half away from Abby's wedding. Uh, screaming and crying and screaming and crying constantly. <laughs> <laughs> and to celebrate the occasion, we decided to watch the the horror film to end all wedding horror films ready or not ready or not the 2019 hit that i remember seeing ads for and i was like that sounds lame oh see meanwhile i saw it and was like no i saw it and was like i'm going to see that leah and i immediately went to the theaters to see it dude yeah i'm so excited for this like we, I love Lexi and I just watched it today. Lexi, of course, rewatched it. And here um, I'm, I texted her as it, the movie was ending. I was like, I cannot wait to talk about this. This is, ah. <laughs> 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 it was like screaming the entire time. <laughs> I know watching it in the theater was an experience because it would have been one of the last films I watched in theaters before the pandemic happened. Because I have not been, a, been to a theater since the pandemic started it wasn't the last film I watched obviously but like one of the last Mm -hmm. um what a way to end your movie going experience such a I mean this is a great movie but um I think the last thing I watched was like birds of prey or something which I also love Ariel and I went to go see that movie and we were both like I love this so much (laughs) I can like probably find a like an email that tells me what the last movie was that I watched because I used to just buy the tickets online because I I caved I caved and got the Cinemark movie club membership because I was like I'm gonna go at least once a month if not like seven times a month, okay, I'm going to see a lot of movies. It's worth it. And then the pandemic happened and now my membership's canceled because they were like, you haven't come. <laughs> you haven't been here in a while. I guess that means you hate us and you hate cinema. I mean, they said, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> literally. Um, okay. Do you want to do the synopsis or shall I? Um, I feel like I butchered and hacked the last synopsis to hell oh my God. so i'm gonna let you take it from here on out <laughs> okay first of all did not secondly i <laughs> i will take this one however i disagree with your assessment of your own abilities anyway um so ready or not is a is a wild ride of a film. Uh, we open on the wedding day of a young couple. Oh no, sorry. I apologize. We open to oh, two yes. children running through the halls. Um, it, it's very reminiscent of uh, the running through the halls in Haunting of Hill House because you <laughs> see 
the yes. like husband to be or I guess new husband the, the newlywed husband like stumbling around in the background very yeah. similar to the ghosts anyway so we open with two young boys running through a mansion of a home um being somewhat pursued by a man who has been shot with a bow and arrow multiple times uh as we then find out he is the groom uh to a bride who is very devastated uh they capture him pull him into a room the doors close and we cut to 30 years later um, so there is also like a whole montage of board games and things like that prior to the running and the murder which I was paying close attention to I was like oh they're revealing everything they're showing yes. exactly what's going to happen in this movie and it's true if you pay attention to those board games you will know exactly what's going on you really will um anywho so uh cut to 30 years later is a young couple um opens with the bride having a conversation with herself about her vows. Uh, she meets with her fiance and he, you know, makes it very clear that his family is estranged. Well, he's estranged from his family, but they're trying to bring him back into the fold. He, um, loves this woman, wants to marry her. She is delighted about getting a family that she never had. Um, it is a little bit awkward. There are a lot of bizarre fam familial tensions going on. Um, and then we, we do a bunch of smash cuts between moments of the wedding where the, the, the aunt just glares aggressively oh from the sidelines. She was killing me. I love that woman so much. Her facial expressions yeah. at the whole movie are both terrifying and hilarious. She was like death glaring through the oh. entire wedding. It's crazy. If looks so, was a woman. Truly. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so long story short, um, the bride must play a game at midnight on of her wedding day, um, as is tradition with the family anytime somebody joins. However, she has the misfortune to draw the hide and seek card, which does in fact mean human sacrifice so the family then proceeds to hunt her down with the intent of killing her and sacrificing her to mr labelle who is actually just satan Satan, Little just satan. satan literally satan uh hijinks ensue in the sense of the youngest sister being super cracked out on cocaine and proceeding to kill like half of the staff um, in the pursuit of killing this poor bride. Uh, they chase her down, ultimately capturing her several times, only for her to escape again. Uh, upon the final capture, all goes horribly, horribly awry. They have not killed her before dawn, which was in fact their deadline. Um, and the whole time, you are, and this is mad spoilers. So if you haven't seen this damn movie, go watch the then movie. Stop right now. Go watch it. Come back. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> Hello again. Welcome back. Um, again, they have not made the dawn deadline. And as they have indicated throughout the whole film, there may be fire. There may be exploding, imploding. I think you said imploding in imploding. earlier scenes. So Fun fact, they hit the sunrise, they all cower in fear, then they kind of laugh it off, and then they all explode, they all every explode. single one of them. And we end with our heroine bride 
laughing hysterically than sitting covered in gore on the front I don't it's not even like it's not even the front steps no, it's, it's like a like grandiose steps or something it's a grandiose ballroom staircase outdoors where she sits covered in gore smoking a cigarette and waits for the police fire people EMTs to arrive and we get the iconic hilarious last line where the cop goes he looks at her in horror and it's just like what happened to you and she goes in-laws cue laugh track (laughs) Um, (laughs) this movie is like both horrific and gory but also hilarious hysterical hysterical i was laughing periodically while also like screaming (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah i first of all i love this movie but i want to get your take what are your thoughts I wasn't quite sure what to expect from it. Like my first interaction with it was when I, when it came out in theaters and I just knew the premise was, you know, she gets married and she apparently has to play hide and seek and somehow it turns deadly. And I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. It doesn't seem too interesting to me, but now I'm just like, this is one of the best movies. (laughs) It (laughs) It is so good. Like it gets so many things completely right. And that is yeah. why it kept me like, I, w- I was sitting wa- like um, wrapping gr- gifts for Christmas on the floor and I was just enraptured by it. I only wrapped like three things because I was just like <laughs> so tuned into this movie. It was so good. Everything was perfect. I love that. See, I was supposed to be packing, um, <laughs> which I obviously have not done because the background looks normal and not like a train. It wreck. doesn't look like chaos right now. Nope. <laughs> So we all know I have not been packing. Uh, I got too sucked in. I ended up watching it closely because, you know, as as one does really, as I do, I should say. And uh, God, I love this movie. Um, it does. I, I did the same thing where I knew it like turned deadly. I just assumed that they were like, she murdered into a, or she murdered, she married into a family of like murderous psychopaths. Yeah. That's what um, I was assuming. I was like, oh, so, cause I feel like it, it had the premise of like, get out where you're, you know, right. just a crazy family, which they are. Right, right. This one actually has demonic presences behind it. Yes. So we love a good, you and I agree on one genre and it is demonic possession slash satanic ritual slash human sacrifice movies <laughs> love it it's so great well as soon as they started incorporating satan because i for a while i thought that mr what they call him mr, mr. labelle labelle for some reason i thought that that was just kind of like another person's i i didn't it took me a while yeah. to actually come put drive into the concept like oh they're actually talking about satan and it wasn't until she strapped to the pentagram yeah they're chanting and i was like oh no oh no and then the very end where like it takes them a while to actually explode i was like oh they're just crazy people oh no they're not it was satan the whole time (laughs) (laughs) i love it so much (laughs) thing is when when he was talking when he was talking about or her fiance was his name josh Mm. It's Alex and Daniel, right? Oh, right. sorry, Alex. You're right. I don't know. I don't know where because I got Josh. Also, second oh, no, wait, we watched for the podcast with Adam Brody. I was so excited. Oh my God, I know. 
Oh, Adam Brody. Um, sorry, Alex, you know what? Josh was the Josh's, um, what's his face's character from insidious. So oh, yes, Josh, I'm recalling our last episode. Oops. <laughs> last yes. So Alex. So when Alex is talking about where, why he left the family, when he was like, I didn't realize normal people didn't like sacrifice goats while chanting. And I was over here like, Oh God, it's Satan. It's know, not Mr. Then- LaBelle. It is Satan. When she she gets into the the um, barn and it's just goats, and I was like, "That's weird." And then she stumbles and falls face to face with the black goat. Which, if you've oh. seen the witch, the Vavitch, you have to know that black goats are definitely associated with Satan. So you're like, "Oh, there's something here. Mm. There's something afoot. <laughs> there's something afoot. There's something a hoof here." <laughs> <laughs> It's the witch meets, uh, what would you say? Like, I would say the witch meets get out meets. No, I was trying to think of a, a very modern run around murdering people story. I guess scream. I kept getting flashbacks to your next. I agree. Yes. Because it, it, it's, it's, it's very contained in one location definitely deals with yes. a wealthy family they're secluded from everything you know so it was just like i kept getting flashbacks to that except this movie goes a lot further and is definitely a lot harder on the main character because Aaron would in your next gets out pretty easy like she gets a couple bumps and bruises here and there um, no no remember when she got that giant piece of glass in her leg yeah. and then towards the end in the fight where they like what was it the uh it was a screwdriver right in her side or something like that was wild shot through the hand and then impale her hand on a nail and then scrape her body going through a wrought iron gate and fall into a pit of dead decaying goat bodies and covered in gore and uh get almost run over by it you know (laughs) she gets oh she gets stabbed in the shoulder too during the ritual yes i i don't know i would argue they both go through equal amounts of pain and trauma however one is prepared for it and armed like with the knowledge to combat it versus the other one who's just like feral by the end (laughs) well that was kind of I got the that sense of your next um, at the beginning when they mentioned that um I I keep forgetting her name in um this movie ready or not main character's name main character yeah what's her name grace Grace. So I kept getting that feeling of your next word. They they kept when they mentioned like, oh, she comes from like a foster family. She's had a hard life. She's never had to. Mm. Be, so I was like, okay, we're getting something similar to this, where this woman this woman has grown up in very hard, harsh conditions because she's very comfortable holding a gun. She kn- obviously knows how to load and reload a shotgun because <laughs> she was just I mean, like, okay, this is how I do it. <laughs> I mean, I know how to load and reload a shotgun. I didn't grow mm-hmm. up in harsh conditions. But I, I don't know that. I, don't, I, do, I wish I didn't know that. Okay. But it, it's just one of those things where I kept getting the, that flashback to, oh, this is kind of a similar thing where it's like this woman has grown up in like a very different environment than these people that where she's living in this wealthy home and right. they're surprised that she knows how to take care of herself. They're just like, oh, she, um, why won't she die? Why is this so difficult? It shouldn't be this hard. (laughs) 
Well, I think it's too because they're like she is literally a twig. Like, what's the father say? She's a twig. Yeah, she's <laughs> a twig. She's a twig. I also uh, love the family dynamics in this movie. I know they were they're so great. great. Like they're all yelling at each other. They're all stressed out. They're <laughs> it's, it's they're dysfunctional. Organic. They're the dysfunctional rich. Mm-hmm. Like shouting at each other, blaming one another for stuff, hopped up on drugs, like freaking out. That sister was killing me. Like she was so funny where she, it's like, they're not professional killers. They're just normal people who happen to have weapons. I mean, some of them are, have like their, the aunt has her handy, handy hatchet that she loves apparently, but like the sister, okay. she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. The aunt had like a executioner's axe okay that was that was like no that wasn't like just like a hacksaw that was like literally an executioner's axe it looked like something out of the medieval times it was yeah it was definitely meant for beheading purposes (laughs) like what the hell and I don't think we got to see her wield it that much yes we did we got to what like when the well she did like swing it down but it wasn't like I think that was I know, but when, when the maid's like gurgling out her last dying breaths and she just like exasperatedly goes over and hacks at her head. But that's the only time I remember her using it. That's the only time I remember her using it though. That's fair. But I mean, we also don't see a lot of the other family members fire their weapons. I mean, Adam Brody just kind of like swaggers around drunkenly and depressedly. <laughs> Can we just talk about how handsome he is? Oh my God. Truly. Even as like a drunken alcoholic piece of shit, I was like, you're handsome. I would argue that made him more handsome. He just, he's aged so well. He's yeah. that fine wine. That's true. He but was more attractive than the groom. Yeah, right. I was like, why did you... Why are you repulsed by him? <laughs> I know nothing. And then he was literally the most stand-up person the entire time, too, where he, like, was the only family member who gave a fucking shit the entire time. He was the one who saved her. Her husband didn't do... Like, at the beginning, he tried to save her a little bit, but then he was like, nope, I'm part of it, too. Well, it was it's funny because like you realize how truly selfish she actually is mm-hmm. when he's like, Oh, you're never gonna be with me after this. Mm-mm. Which again, can you blame her? No. Like that that guy was such a piece of shit the whole time. He and it's like in the beginning he explains, I didn't tell her or warn her about anything because then she wouldn't have married me. And it's like, you think? Yeah, probably not. But also then she'd have some context and she probably wouldn't have. I mean, he acted like he was coerced into it. Like she would never have been with him otherwise. And it's like, first of all, no. Second of all, <laughs> um, you could have just explained the situation to her and she would have been like, cool, I'll live in sin with you five ever. Yeah. Like you guys can still be together. That is an option. It is in fact Apparently an option. not. You can have a whole family without the legal paperwork. His only uh, response to that was just being seeing her right before the wedding and being like, you can get out of this if you want. You don't have to marry me. I know you have no idea what you're even getting into, but you can, in fact, get out of it. Oh my God. Yeah, he was, he was just trash the whole time. And then he just never, he never redeemed himself either. So that was kind of nice where he just like, he did explode. And you're like, yep, yep that's what you get. For being a literal piece of trash. Yeah, when he was ever like, I don't want to die. And she was like, neither the 
Claire like <laughs> died. She's like, neither, neither the fuck did I. Like, what the hell? I know. Just the entitlement of these rich people. The entire Honestly, time. And what, what, so the mom, she kept saying something like, I thought you were going to be the next me. So would that have been in other circumstances if another game had been played? Yes, I believe so. The thing that's great about this is like, you truly see the shitty rich people get their comeuppance. We love to see it. We love to see it. They have this giant house with too many rooms, especially that line where she's like, ah, yes, the music room, a total normal room to have in a house. (laughs) (laughs) Her level of like polite snark throughout the film (laughs) truly makes it. Like she really would have fit in really well with that family I think had things turned out differently she would have been like I can handle myself among you guys and fuck y'all agreed yeah she had all the right amount of sweetness but also the like realistic sarcastic but still playful nature Mm -hmm. one that you would expect from somebody who's been through hard things but is still a good person um but also like adds that that level of realism uh, because I think especially with movies, you know, dialogue can be very stilted. When people are running after you, of course, you'd be like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> There'd be wizard swears everywhere. Um, and I think, that, I think that she embodies that perfectly. Like one, her feral screech. Oh of, my God. Like her feral screeches of pain are gutting they are gutting and they are realistic and Samara weaving must have broken several ribs. Okay. In the process of making those unearthly noises. And it's like each scream was, you know, it's like, you know, it's coming from a very deep place in her, but it, they, each of them felt different, you know, yes. between getting shot versus her hands, again, her hand slamming down on the nail. It's like every time it is gut wrenching, but it, it's just like, it's almost a different scream because you just like, this is a different visceral pain that I'm feeling. Right. You go through like the screech of panic, the -hmm. screech of pain, the screech of frustration. When that guy drives off, she thinks she's saved. And she's like, (laughs) like she like unleashes with that, like stream of curses that again, so realistic, so accurate. And then ending with that, like frustrated, Mm-hmm. guttural scream Dude. um and especially frust- when she's yelling at that car from drive driving off that's what i was talking just, about oh, oh yeah yeah i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that guy I, I thought you were talking about the butler who was like driving no no i was thinking literally when she thinks she saved because that guy came by and she and calls him like there. every curse word in the bible <laughs> yeah it was so realistic and like it was she did an incredible job voicing the panic and terror and frustration and pain that somebody would be going through during that and how great is it that she's just one letter away from your last name (laughs) samara samara weaving is lovely (laughs) um honestly i think her name i think her name fits her but Mm -hmm. also um you know it's funny i normally would not like that name because it is in fact the little girl in the ring but uh is that really yeah the little which we girl need to the watch ring. the ring that'll be on our list the character's name is samara oh. um the little girl is like davy something but shows you how much i know about the ring 
you're gonna find out in it. <laughs> we're gonna learn soon <laughs> you're gonna learn soon um because Samara Weaving has been in quite a few films I adore her um I think she's a great actress and she's beautiful too she almost has that yeah. look of oh my god I like she looks like a combination of actresses and I can't think of them off the top of my head but you're just like you're a great combination of all these classic looking actresses but with your own style of acting as well agreed um so one hugo weaving is her uncle so Mm -hmm. i would expect nothing less from her oh my god uh my friend Madison and I were watching Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, extended edition, of extended course. Extended edition. Uh, last, we actually did it last night. <laughs> we like made this massive cheese board. I felt so sick afterwards. It was a lot of cheese. <laughs> it was worth it, but like so much cheese. Um, we made this like massive cheese board charcuterie thing and watched the extended edition of Fellowship. And we were just like, so perfectly casted, like <laughs> the whole time, like mooning over the movie um so again uh with a with a uncle like hugo weaving i would expect nothing less however i also feel like she just like she truly has um she truly is in a league of her own like not in a league of her own but she stands she stands on her own without his influence even she stands on her own. I would have never um, made that connection unless you said something and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, weaving, not even. Oh, see, the second I saw her, I was like, she must be related to Hugo Weaving <laughs> in some form or Once fashion. You see it, I and can then see it in the eyes up. for sure. Well, I went and looked it up. I was like, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh anyway, um she my favorite things with her in it like the second I saw her I was like I I know her why do I know her she was in the Netflix movie the babysitter okay the one another satanic ritual movie babysitters um, and satan just go together like peanut butter oh, and jelly seriously honestly <laughs> the babysitter and then its subsequent sequel excellent excellent campy ridiculous movies I love them I love them so much um if you have the chance to watch them, please go watch them. They're phenomenal. <laughs> loved them, loved them, loved them. And she is the titular babysitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so good. So ridiculous. So campy. Loved it so much. Um, she was also in, um, what is wrong with me? Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. I've heard uh, of that movie. I remember friends going to see it and they, they liked it. I, of course, saw it because it was um, up for an Oscar Best Picture nom. So naturally, I went and saw it because you know how I feel about seeing all of the Best Picture movies. (laughs) Um, But that was a rough movie. That was a very emotionally painful injury. Oh, no. uh, She's good in that, but also, dear God, my soul. Um, But yes, so she'd already kind of proven herself in other things prior to the release of this movie. Um, And apparently she was also in Nine Perfect Strangers, but I didn't watch the series. I read the book and didn't love it, so I didn't watch the series. I wanted to read the book before I saw it. I did the same thing with Big Little Lies. 
man mm-hmm. both show and book really were like oh shit <laughs> i know what <laughs> i know I that was, was one say, of those shows just... where ariel came over one day and then we just ended up binging it out of nowhere and we were like what the fuck happened how do oh, we just God. binge an entire tv show in one day <laughs> yikes <laughs> okay let's do it i watched it with leah leah and i watched it actually i think in a whole day <laughs> like I honestly think it wasn't a whole day. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. We like her. I like her a lot. These all the actors were really great. They they played their parts perfectly and in such a human manner. I thought that was great. Like even the aunt, okay. she like had her moments of being like, what the fuck? (laughs) I think one of my favorite scenes is when they were like FaceTiming the driver while he was like picking um, Grace up and like driving around and like jamming to Mozart. And they're all just like (laughs) watching and they're all making these faces like, oh no. (laughs) I think that was my favorite scene. It was so good. (laughs) Oh my God. That is amazing. And then I um, agree. One, one other thing that I took notice of, and I, of course, had to, like, pause the movie and look it up. Um, near the beginning, um, her husband, Alex, did we say? Mm-hmm. Um, he's yeah. sitting in the in the drawing room or whatever, the, the private family room. And behind him are six crossed swords on the wall. And I was like, yeah. hang on a second. So had to go and look it up. So in the tarot decks swords are associated with intellect they're associated with your mind and your consciousness and at your decision making on a very visible level the six of swords is representing uh its transition a change a rite of passage and releasing baggage which i thought was very interesting in that very moment where he's making the decision to help his wife to actually start being a major player in the game so i was like this is actually fascinating. <laughs> I don't know if they did that on purpose, but like that was something that I took note of where I was like, swords are very decisive in the tarot deck. So intriguing. Yeah. I wonder. I don't know. It's one of those movies where I want to go back and watch it again so that I can see all the little details. I would say a lot. Yeah, I noticed a lot more this time watching. And again, I was like really paying attention. The first time in the theater, there's so much going on. And I just wanted to enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah. And Leah and I are, you know, screaming like, <laughs> at all at all of the places getting super amped up as we do when we watch uh, movies like this. But um, I, yeah, you notice a lot more details, um, particularly in that like, one, the antiquated nature of just all of it. Um, two, I was listening more to the lyrics of that song this time. Oh, the creepy hide and seek song? Yeah. <laughs> She's just like going around like, ha ha ha. And I'm like, this is the creepiest fucking song. <laughs> I just, children's songs from those oh. times, all horrifying. No, don't like it. Don't want it. Especially if you put it on a sonogram, like sonogram? No. What is that called? Nope. It's something gram. Phonograph? That that's the one. That's the bitch. <laughs> I've had wine. That's fair. That is fair. Um, I have also, but for some reason that's just how I live my life. 
Um, <laughs> can't remember normal things, but if you want obscure names, I got you. Total Gemini energy. It, it really is. Dear, <laughs> I'm a cliche. Um, I'm also really jealous because apparently someone's doing karaoke and I'm not. Karaoke. I know. I know. uh, Ask them what song they're singing. He just sent a photo and it looks like it's Christmas. It looks like it's Christmas karaoke. Perfect. (laughs) Oh God, that's really funny. Um, No jealous fine. <laughs> fine I've only been talking about karaoke for five ever and the data science team agreed to come with me but then you know the office closed because everybody got COVID and so they closed the office down so we're not going in anytime soon and no one's gonna do karaoke with me it's fine fine everything's fine fine everything's fine um anyway karaoke with a phonograph <laughs> that would be That'd terrifying be cool. creepy spooky all of the above um yeah you're right like the phonograph and this one in the in insidious with tiptoe through the tulips like it's all it's all very horrifying we should just keep yeah. like a running running tally of like creepy children singing in, in the movies <coughs> that we watch and just see how quickly that escalates <laughs> do you feel like it's just that all phonographs are haunted i think so they seem to know something that we don't they record sounds and then they play it back and they're like, Satan is watching you. <laughs> That's terrifying. Um, <laughs> that is like legitimately terrifying. Also, I want to say that one of my other favorite things is um, at the end of the movie when everybody explodes and Grace like looks over at the fire and it flashes and you see the body in the chair and you're like, you see Mr. LaBelle. Satan is here. <laughs> Hail Satan! <laughs> and when she just goes like, she's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, like, oh, it's real. I, like her reaction at the very end is like, "I have seen hell. I don't care anymore. Like, that's just new information. Love it. Cool. Moving on." <laughs> he just nods at her too. That's like the best part. Is he's like, "You judged a bullet." literally you you nearly joined this family the satanic family oh my god and then she just takes off her ring is like i want a divorce throws it in his face fair okay so a phonograph there are also gramophones gramophones i think that's what my brain was wanting and then i couldn't say it well a phonograph it might be the disc and then the gramophone is the ear trumpet looking thing that is attached. I don't like <laughs> is just making hand movements for its <laughs> saying just <gesturing> wildly. <laughs> uh, as I do. Um anyway, the point being, I'm pretty sure all gramophones are just haunted. They're just all haunted. That's that's it. what we're going with. So if anybody's asking, Alexia definitely wants one for Christmas. Oh my god. <laughs> fear the fear at the same time though how cool (laughs) you'd be like of course this is my haunted one you have to introduce it like that every time somebody's like oh that's a cool thing you go it's haunted and they're like what but i would is it true who knows doesn't matter it's haunted (laughs) it starts playing in the middle of the night and i'm like we're moving Ah, screaming and crying (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, that's creepy and cry. Man, what a movie. What a movie. I, I love, love I loved um one, I loved a lot of the help where they're like literally trying to help and then keep getting <laughs> murdered for their for their pains. Well, also uh, the, the girl who got stuck in the dumbwaiter, she was she was kind of helpful a little bit, and then she goes, She's over here, and it's like, God damn it, bitch. This is why you get decapitated in the thing. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh my god. You piece of shit. <laughs> I just love that this movie like explores that sort of humanity where it's like if you're really at like a death store right there what are you going to do? Like do you have that self-preservation to you know out somebody? I know. Well, so just hearkening back to that girl who got stuck in the dumbwaiter, because that was what I was going to say is, no, when she's like, I'm not even really a maid, such as Mr. L- Mr. Ladomas just really likes the way I dance. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, She's literally just an exotic dancer who got hired on. <laughs> I know. She didn't even this know. This poor girl. Happened. Although I did like their introduction at the beginning where these girls are just carrying the champagne glasses and they're also giving death stares to the bride. Yeah. It's like, do they know something? What do they know? They know everything and nothing. And that's the thing. Cause like that poor girl, the reason why she's in the dumbwaiter is she's like, I don't know what's happening. And then some, you know, uh, Grace makes the mistake of saying like they're after me they're not after you because you know she probably watched all the other maids get killed and was just <laughs> like, like what is maids. going on and she, so so Grace saying like oh it's me that they're after she's like okay if I just tell them that it's her I will not die but right. then she immediately dies oh yeah immediately it, it kind of made me wonder because it's like the family is the one the family is who's supposed to capture and kill her. So it made me wonder, like, was Satan interfering and killed off all of the help every time they, like, tried to get in the way of that? Ooh, I like that theory. That's a fun one. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, every, like, the moment that they, they start interfering, they get killed. They the die. first girl is shot straight in the face. And then oh, the other girl was... gets stuck in the dumbwaiter. There's a third one, right? Yeah, well, no, it's um, it's the girl who's that they shoot that the sister shoots because she thinks it's um them because it she is in their bedroom, right? Like the um mm-hmm. the maid or nanny or whoever like is looking for the one of the sons the and George. yep, so she shoots her thinking that it's Grace, and then the second one is when uh, again the sister is messing with her crossbow like she takes on a new weapon and she's like trying to figure out how it works and then just like accidentally shoots the next one who comes in to tell them where she is yeah like she immediately she says like i just saw her running and then she gets shot with the crossbow (laughs) and dies yeah well she ekes out her death gurgle and then the aunt hacks her up (laughs) which just Dear God, that whole scene is both horrible and hilarious. Just the why? Like, oh my God. It's like you guys literally killed her and then just were like ignoring her death. I know. So and like treating it like it was annoying. Like her death, like her death knell is annoying. Okay, you monsters. Anyway. Um, and then the third was Dumbwaiter Girl. Yes. Oh my God. Oh man. I love it. Yeah. 
I am very glad that the children did not make it out alive, honestly, because that older son, George, was having too good of a time. Like he was enjoying the sacrifice ritual. He was just Way like on board with everything. He was like, I'll go kill her myself. You guys are fucking this up. No, that child, mm, he was corrupted. That's the thing. So when um, Daniel and whatever the sister's name is, you know, when they're carrying the bodies to the pit to throw them in and mm-hmm. he's like, we all deserve to die. And she's like, my children no, my don't children. deserve to die. And the thing is like, that strikes him. And then the kid comes in and is like, hey, I shot her. And then he's like, oh, no, we all deserve to die. No, definitely (laughs) deserve to die. And I think that that's the turning point for him, too, when he realizes, like, even the children are terrible. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to help her at this point because we're all going to hell in a handbasket anyway. Yeah, I I feel Uh, like one of the biggest reasons why the husband, I can't, Daniel one of them's Alex, one of them's Daniel, right? Alex is the husband, Daniel husband. is the brother. Okay. The one reason, I feel like the one reason Alex turned as easily as he did was because Daniel saved him in the beginning. He was always the protected younger brother, so he's never had to face those kind of hardships, whereas Daniel right. was the one who protected him. So he clearly, like, it's like the reason why he's an alcoholic, the way he's so bitter, the way he's just so cynical it's because right. he's had that enduring trauma and he has to live with it. Whereas Alex is just like, you know, it's just a thing that we do sometimes. I tried to get out of it a little bit, but I will get sucked into it easily. Right. <laughs> I will still, I'll, at the same time, when you've decided that you're going to leave me a uh, wife of mine, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll go back to my family and be on board with satanic rituals of death. Why exactly. not? So, <laughs> My God. My God. Um, I only had two notes for this entire movie as I was watching it. One was, they were both on all caps. One of them was Adam Brody. (laughs) (laughs) Naturally. Was fuck your family. Yes. (laughs) That final confrontation with the mom and the mom was like, you don't even deserve to have a family. And she goes, fuck your family and bludgeons her to death. I was like, yes. That was honestly the most harsh thing to me. To me, the most harsh thing was the mom saying, you don't deserve to have a family. Are you insane? We thought that she was like on her side this entire time. No, 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 no. No, she's a monster. She's just as bad as the Why? (laughs) What? She's just as bad as the rest of them, honestly. Like, Yeah. No, but seriously, Andy McDowell why although her so her movie choices in recent years have been fascinating uh between magic mike xxl which um i love her in by the by uh love her also she's yeah her affectations with these southern accents because she also had a southern accent in magic mike xxl never was you didn't see it Okay, I, well, I it's even better than the Mike, and then i was like you guys need to stop trying to think that this is a serious movie and it's not they don't make it a serious movie. They make it even campier and more ridiculous yeah. in a second. And it makes it better. Yeah. Once well, we embrace one, I was just like, you guys are trying very hard to give like personality and some sort of believability to these people. And it's like, just make a campy movie. Just like accept yeah. what it is and make it campy. So they do. And it is everything. It yeah. is everything. And Andy McDowell in that is everything as cooler <laughs> mom. Okay. 
She is everything as cougar mom. Anyway, the point being her choices <laughs> in movies recently have been fascinating, but I support her in this movie. Like she was a great she character. Great. Like very believable as a mother. Who's just like, you know, I'm very happy for my son. Like he picked a really good person. I, I'm, I'm excited for you to be my daughter-in-law, all this stuff. And then she's just like, you don't deserve to have a family. <laughs> it's a very vicious turn. Very vicious. Also, I love that you just have that entire bottle of wine. You just brought it over. <laughs> it's too far to go back to the fridge. No, I agree. <laughs> I I support this. I support you. Thank you. I just sent you an image on. Uh, I know I'm looking at it now. <laughs> Stephen King writing about living in New England. The old man who ran the, the town dump, who ran the town dump, communed with darkness, <laughs> kept a hand of glory in the 18, 1982 Boston Bruins bug. Crows and bats were to his command after moving to New England. Jesus, I used to think Stephen King made this shit up. He doesn't. Fun facts, Sam. <laughs> he does not make this shit up, okay? Just, it is very New England. I read Cujo in October and reading yeah. more about, about it, he doesn't remember writing that book. He was so hopped up on cocaine and alcohol or he was like, I don't, I have no memory of writing and yeah I was like oh, I can't imagine nope that tracks. Do an in-depth analysis on marketing and advertising in America and he doesn't remember it Stephen <laughs> King <laughs> shit <laughs> Stephen King fucking Stephen King we haven't watched a Stephen King movie yet so that maybe that'll be on our list in the new oh year. shoot we haven't oh <gasps> okay well yeah, that is really weird. Okay, we need to do that. Anyway, um, sorry. Back so to back basics. to, <laughs> back to uh, ready or not. So what I was going to say when we're talking about like the mom and her talking about um, Grace being a good person, I was like, I think that's why LaBelle chooses her to be the one that gets murdered. Like, it seems like he only allows shitty people into the fold. Um, like people who are going to support the ritualized murder and the deals with the devil. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Nope, she's a good person. She gotta die. She's or, consistently choosing the better path. Right. Consistently. Or conversely, it could be that because she's such a good person, then she could potentially prevail and he can invoke that eradication clause. And then they're all gone. There you go uncertain could go either way however it all does in fact all boil down to our final girl being good at her final girl being innocent and good at her core Mm -hmm. even when she's feral even when she's a feral monster dude i after all that i'd be feral too me too geez shit well i i think one of the most unbelievable parts of this movie it's not the satanic ritual it's the fact that she cleanly ripped up her skirt (laughs) (laughs) it was like perfectly symmetrical all the way around and not haggard at all and i'm like "Mm, i know i truly love the shot where she is advancing around the corner with her shotgun and she's she's pulled like she essentially like 
startles back when she sees herself in the mirror and then appraises herself from head to like from head to toe or toes up from her like her dirty ass converse to her like hacked off wedding dress and the shotgun in her hand and she goes oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i have been through it (laughs) yeah that that poor dress it was beautiful dress but it was it was was kind of that blue blood ideal dress where it's definitely based off of kate middleton's high neck long sleeve lacy top yes i don't don't know i guess you have the sweetheart apart Mm -hmm. yeah no you're right um we've definitely seen how many like aristocratic weddings where it is that like high full shoulder coverage lace detailing style Mm -hmm. dress um yeah and her intricate like hair which by the way like the gorgeous but also the way it comes out it's just like perfectly like on the side and just kind of like i don't know it looked really cool and i was like i like that i was gonna have my hair down for my wedding but i was like do i want it up in a fancy twisty braid (laughs) that's what i want after all (laughs) i mean you do you my love you do you but i do um I do did love that it just like completely went to shit by the end like it is pulled out it is a black dress at the very end it is no longer white it is just black it's like blood red yes it's gore it's great it's covered in dirt and soot and blood and guts and Mm -hmm. there she is just smoking her cigarette she got the cigarette case that she wanted (laughs) She deserves that cigarette. Mm-hmm. She earned that thing. It was beautiful. That is her earned heirloom. I love her. that that was the only thing in that, that entire house that she coveted was like, I really like that cigarette case. Any Everything else in that house, you she could have probably asked for and they would have been like, yeah, sure, you can have that. Right. That's Although case. her reaction when they first walk into the game room where she's like, holy shit, that was a lot. Oh my god, that place. That house was gorgeous. And I, I don't feel like we it got a, a good sense of the layout of it, but I feel like we got a good sense of how cavernous it is. It's just yeah. room after room after room. It's just like crazy. It really is. It And they make it seem labyrinth-like when the little boys are running through it at the beginning. Yes. And it's just flashing and flashing. And you're like, are they going in circles? Do you even know? Like, how would you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he cutting to even her and Alex running through the like hallways in the walls. Yes. Like, how many secret passages does this place have? Ugh, I want to go visit that house. If it's a real house, I want to be there. I'm going to see it. I would agree. It looks familiar in some capacity and I can't quite put my finger on why. Mm-hmm but it does internally, not externally. Right. Although externally, it does kind of look like the mansion from my best friend's wedding, but (laughs) it's uh, true. (laughs) It does. I said it. I meant it. (laughs) I love this movie. I will give a warning to anybody who is breaking into the horror genre. It is very gory. It is is up close in your face. Yes. Uh, aside from just people literally exploding which I (laughs) only saw that part (laughs) poor sweet soul but he wasn't like disturbed by it for some reason Ivy hates gore but I think the worst was when she's coming out of that pit 
and it keeps panning over the board with the nail in it and you're like please don't please don't please don't and then they do it's just it's so in your face when people get shot it pans in when somebody's been bludgeoned to death you see yeah the damage Yes, this is a very gory movie. I would argue the reason why them literally exploding is the least <laughs> like upsetting somehow is because it's it, it's shocking, yes, but like it's funny because you're just like, oh my God, they're literally exploding because what? they made a deal with the devil and they didn't kill her. Like you're, you at that point, like it's just ironic and amusing and so ridiculous that you're just yeah. like, oh, he exploded. Like yeah, that it's doesn't just seem it, realistic. Ridiculous at that point because all the other deaths have been like very intimate and real. Like yes, the whereas this is just like they're just blowing up and you're like, okay, <laughs> right. But the other deaths were very visceral because mm-hmm. like when the girl who got shot in the face, like they pinned in on that and I was like, oh, whoa. Man. Um, or even like again the like gargling death knell like of. Mm made number two she's like um, in her own spit and like blood and everything blood. Yeah. yeah she is literally choking to death on her own blood yeah. which dear gracious what a way to go first and foremost secondly like that's very visceral that's very real mm-hmm. that's very upsetting in a lot of ways yes. whereas them getting their comeuppance by ex- literally exploding <laughs> <laughs> from the inside out like but I feel like in, in respect to that, I'm not a huge fan of the of gore, but I feel like this movie had a great balance of everything else about it, mm-hmm. especially humor and especially like moving on to the next thing. It didn't unnecessarily linger or do torture porn per se. So it was just like, it was, it's manageable to watch because you're just like, oh fuck, this is real. This is happening. But also yeah. there's humor in there. <laughs> Right. So I do really like gore, um, <laughs> as evidenced by the fact that I love Tarantino films. Like you should have known this about me already. If you didn't <laughs> now you do. Um, I do love gory films. I do not, however, like torture porn. There is a, a huge difference. difference. Yep. There's a huge difference between visceral gore, um, and having realistic death scenes versus, Hey, let me emotionally, psychologically, and physically torture these humans for hours. And I'm just going to film it like it's a snuff film. Mm-hmm. Very large difference. It's why I like this and not, and I don't necessarily love Hostel or why the later Saw movies just were not worth watching. Um, sorry, James Wan is how I feel. Uh, the first, the first one, mwah, chef's kiss, amazing. The second one, decent enough the third one I was like all right you're really pushing it here and then everything after that I was like why just why the hostile movies same way honestly how I felt a lot about human centipede also (laughs) both of them the first one and necessary a lot of it's just like this isn't necessary just make a good story that's it I mean human I mean human centipede was like a fascinating experiment in itself like it actually wasn't even that gory. It was just horrifying. Like it was just horrifying. The I second one that was so like much. super popular when we were in grade school, and it was just like people just loved referencing it to get shock value out of everybody else. You know, <laughs> I don't remember when that came out because I watched it in college. I don't remember. I watched it freshman year of college. Talking about it in high school. I yeah, I know I was a freshman. Two thousand nine. 
2009. I was going to say, I watched it as a freshman in college with Sean. I remember like hiding behind him. I was like, we're not watching this ever again. (laughs) Like we will never, ever watch this again. I am horrified. This is like the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Seriously. Anyway. It's just like, you can incorporate gore into a movie, but as long, it just like, you need to have a good story to go along with it in order for people to remain there and not immediately get up and throw up, you know? fair so it's like i do like this uh, i love this movie i would be happy to watch it again it's gory in a way that you're just like i'm here for this ride and i know that it's for fun yeah i do still really love gory films even if they're serious even Mm -hmm. if they're a little over the top like i'm still here for it gore doesn't really bother me um which is ironic because there are there are things that bother me and you're like this is what bothers you seriously right. but it is, it does <laughs> like I hit a possum on the way home from Madison's house last oh. night and I cried and then I called my mom because I was like I killed it <laughs> when we went down to my bachelorette party we were down in Frederick like middle of nowhere Texas and there were deer everywhere and there were dead deer everywhere and Alexia was just like upset but it was just like it's so upsetting <laughs> it's horrible I cry every single time because they're sweet baby innocence okay it doesn't matter that possums like literally aren't at all my favorite animal and they're kind of disease-ridden like it doesn't matter they killed it it was me I did it I, I ruined the innocent um yeah I just stuff like that gets me like any harm to animals or children um done with like any sense of carelessness or malice like will definitely yeah. upset me but uh, like a bunch of people exploding nah I'm good it's fine. <laughs> like, they totally it. fine um yeah I remember yeah. way back in the day my when uh the show Alias came out and yeah. mom and I were watching it and it was super fun however in one of those early episodes she gets taken in by the bad guys and they start extracting her teeth to get information out of her and I had a full meltdown I cannot handle torture. I I was going to say, that's torture though. Yeah. That's also why I refuse to watch Quantum of Solace because I know that there's a torture scene in there. Mm. Yeah, there's a torture Mm -hmm. scene in there where I'm like, I want to watch Mads Mikkelsen. I love Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. I can't watch that movie because I can't handle that kind of pain being inflicted on somebody else when they're fully conscious and aware of it. I can't do it. That was a tough scene. Yeah, that was, I mean, and it's, he's like sitting in a bottomless chair and they're like, like, I don't even have those body parts and it still hurts me so much where I'm just like, I can't do it. Mm -mm. It's because it's pain for the sake of pain. It's not, um, it's not like, oh, quick, you got stabbed by a murderer. Now you're dead. It's like, let me make this agonizing. Let me extend that. Let me, yeah, it's, it's too much. It's too much. And I know that it happens and that's actually my greatest fear as a human being is like, particularly as a woman, since we're like the greatest targets of serial killers, fun (laughs) facts, fam. It's mostly white men doing the killing and it's mostly women dying. Yeah. Um, Particularly those in vulnerable situations. Um, Abby and I are fortunate enough that we are not in those vulnerable situations. However, um, there are still plenty of murderers who would in fact do these things. And yeah, that is my great fear where they like, you can tell that this woman was like under duress for a long time, that she was tortured yeah. for a long time before ever being allowed to die. And that's 
that's upsetting. Mm-hmm. That's the most upsetting. It's, it's so awful because it's like, especially when you listen to true crime stuff, it, it almost always goes that she was tortured, raped, and finally de-hit, like killed. And it's just like, how long did that yeah. torture go on for? Was it the toy box killer situation where it just was enduring for weeks and weeks and days? It's just like Ugh. so awful. And you're like, just stop. Why are humans like this? Why, why is that know. something that people derive pleasure from? I don't understand. I don't and know. If you and are this... somebody who derives pleasure from that, don't contact us. Just go seek therapy. Go seek help. Right. And this, I mean, this movie is kind of like that in the sense that they are chasing her down from midnight to dawn. Like depending what? on when dawn comes. Oh shoot. Well, they they find over to hang on. <laughs> Of course, yeah. I still have chocolate in my mouth. <laughs> um, pardon the interruption, folks. My my per- my boyfriend called. It was very say drunk. It, say it out loud. <laughs> say it. Yep. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for that, but I didn't want to say it. Did I tell you I got a special, my own personal copy, aside from like having copies of Twilight, I got my own personal copy of Twilight so I could make color-coded highlights and notes within its pages. Oh. I am the worst person. (laughs) Oh my God. I love you, but what is that? I'm psychotic. (laughs) I love it. This is why you're my best friend. There's a single color directed to every time Bella is just overdramatic. For no so reason. So most of the book. I started going and I was like, oh, it's not stopping. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> the thing is, okay, so you should get a hardcover copy to get a um, one of those like book that like book art, the spine, the, the page art, spine art. What mm-hmm. is that called? Because Madison and I were looking at some for Lord of the Rings yesterday. There's a really good company that does them. I want to say it's called like Juniper or something or like that. I'd have to find it on Instagram. But yeah, there's some really beautiful cover art that people do for these books. It is art. I got, for, for some reason, I got rid of all of my Twilight books when I moved out of North Carolina. So I need to- what? well I had to get rid of I have so many books and I couldn't take them all with me so I had to like give away a whole bunch of them but I need to rebuild my Twilight collection so that's kind of on my list right now okay yeah so if you go on Instagram it's called Juniper Books and they do special designs for book covers and you can even custom design them if you want or if you want your name on them or company logo or whatever what have you like this one is uh for the harry potter books and it's just like a widespread of hedwig flying over (gasps) like they're beautiful and they're really well made it from what i hear so as we devolve from ready or not (laughs) (laughs) when do we not devolve though (laughs) i know I think we were kind of winding down. It felt like we were wrapping up a little bit. We were. I mean, we definitely were. We but I was scared. Love this movie. 
Yeah. I was scared we weren't going to wind down fast enough given that like the, like the text messages were getting more frequent and then the just, it was just like a call. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> um, yeah. I, ah, oh, shoot. I feel like we were really onto something too. <laughs> no, we lost it. We, we devolved we from everything. <laughs> we did. We devolved so hard. Um, well, I, we were talking about, um, we did talk at some point and not enough in my opinion about the aunt and why her mm. name is escape, like why her actual name is escaping me. She was on whatever. Yeah. Her name, I looked her up cause I was like, have I seen her somewhere before? And I saw the name. I was like, probably not unless I looked at her IMDb list, but it she, is. she had the best facial expressions I could ever imagine. Where I, I hope she's that when I get Helene. older, I get such drastic facial expressions. I know. So it is, it was Aunt Helene. Yes. Which is such a blue blood name. The thing that makes me laugh is she looks really normal IRL, but like, <laughs> like I'm like, her sitting there glaring. In, in her deep purple, her royal purple dress. Yes. She's just like death glaring so hard. I know. Where like the bride was trying, Grace was trying to take those pictures and she couldn't do it because she kept standing distracted by the glares. It was amazing. It was amazing. I just loved how she was like pissed that they were even getting married. And then she seemed, she's so bloodthirsty. Like the second that she draws the ready or like the hide and seek card, it's almost like she's like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Like at the very right end there. when they were like pulled back <laughs> curtains to the sun and everything. And she like <sighs> waiting for something to happen. Nothing happens. And she goes, she's going to die anyway. Like she was full she, hell bent on murder. The entire she time. doubles down. On that. <laughs> even if we don't die she has to die <laughs> the doubling down I think is really like wow she was actually psychotic she was psychotic although it made me wonder because then she talks about um how she thought like Alex was going to lead the family just like her and then and I'm like because she's like I should have killed my husband myself and I was like well that's Oh yeah, drastic. <laughs> well, she even was like the only man I have ever loved, and then she goes on. She says, "I should have killed him myself." It's like, you guys, what is your love worth? Need to reevaluate, have perspective on some things, maybe. Yeah, but seriously, if if that was the only person you've ever loved, and you still would have murdered them, like, what is your love worth? Are you a sociopath? Probably. All yes. of the above. They value money, legacy, and Satan above all else. <laughs> I love how it was mo- money, legacy, and then Satan. And then Satan. <laughs> sure, Satan. You know what? Maybe that's why Satan was unhappy. You know, he was just like, you know, I need to change things. And God was like, no, be gone. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, when uh, she talks about how Alex was the only one who like saw Mr. LaBelle in the chair and then like, you know, when everything goes up in flames and then the flames spurt and he just like nods in her direction. She's Ugh. like, well, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> it's Ugh. real. That sounds horrific. That was such a cool, 
like the visual effects in this movie i don't i don't know if they use cgi they must have for the fire and everything but it's like everything felt so seamless and i Mm. couldn't tell what was cgi and what was special effects and like natural effects and everything so it's like all of that was so well done it wasn't oh man that looks fake yeah it was so good this movie was so good it was good it was really good oh, was there anything else that we needed to talk about i don't know but i'm definitely adding grace to my li- my personal list of final girls that i love oh. 100 <laughs> percent. he is an excellent final girl she's so good <laughs> her converse and her wedding dress and her shotgun and the shotgun <laughs> and the shotgun gotta have yes. it so yeah oh, definitely man. go watch this movie if you're a horror aficionado or a newbie this is definitely one to add to your list i'm sorry that i forgot all of my points after our extended <laughs> period away <laughs> i'm mad because i feel like we're really on to something we're getting there. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably listen back and i'll be like damn it <laughs> well, i know that was gonna oh yeah well next episode so i think uh our next episode we can actually reveal what movie we're going to be watching next because yeah. we need to do it and in the spirit of christmas we are going to be watching black christmas Black Christmas, the OG. The OG. <laughs> uh, the OG with the woman who plays Mary Magdalene. In sorry, not Mary, Mother Mary, Mother Virgin Mary, in one of the many Jesus movies. But it's it's one specifically. She's the also in the Juliet. No, it's not the Passion. It's the only one I've ever watched. <laughs> unfortunately i have in fact seen them all because oh. charlton heston is in ben her so and one or two of the others so like you know you gotta see it. seen them all um and they're on like a rotating lit like loop for turner classic and god knows most of my family loves turner classics they're old people they're all old people. um but god what was that actress's name she was also in romeo and juliet when she was like 14 she was like the actual age of juliet in in romeo and juliet what is her name we were like we have to be on brand for this so black christmas came out in 1974 i love the 70s was it olivia hussey Hussey? yeah (laughs) found it it's her and it's me my first time ever seeing it I'm going in there with kind of like a very limited baseline knowledge of it. I'm not going to look up anything about it whatsoever. Going in blind. Oh, I cannot wait then. So excited. Because I obviously have seen the original, the remake, and the like offshoot that they made like a year ago or so. Oh, yeah. The most recent thing. Yeah. Which that's the only version that we have at the library, which I was very disappointed in. Oh, that's upsetting. We had to weed out a whole lot of items last year, so. So the there's the original, which was is amazing. Well, I guess you'll find out whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, and then the remake was like a little bit closer to the original, but more ridiculous and like not that actually great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did have like a bunch of stars in it 
you know, because Michelle Trachtenberg was like really big at that time. Yeah. And so she's in it among others. Um, Is that in her heyday 2013? Yeah. Michelle Trachtenberg, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, because she's just like in everything. Like when you think back on it, she's just in everything. Um, A couple of others whose names I am neglecting uh, because I'm tired, but um, (laughs) then the like most recent Black Christmas is like a really, I don't know, it's really weird, not quite the same, but still kind of, I don't know, it, it, it was weird. I liked it a lot. Like, let me, let me clarify. I liked it a lot for what it was. I do yeah. not see it as like a version of the Black Christmas movies. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go see, we'll see the original 1974 one. So for the Wednesday before Christmas, you will get that delightful treat. Huzzah. And thank you for all of the movie suggestions. Um, we, before putting out this episode, we asked for a lot of viewer suggestions on what we should be watching this week and this one won. So we'll probably ask for more viewer suggestions as we go along. So keep up with us on social media. We bo- we post regularly on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, <laughs> our Instagram is We're Watching Horror. Our uh, Facebook, you can find us at We're Watching Podcast. Uh, you can email us if you'd like at We're Watching Pod at gmail.com. We do have a Twitter. It's wat- um, watching underscore horror. And yeah, that's all we got so far. <laughs> I feel bad. I forgot, totally forgot to mention that we watched Ready or Not because a bunch of people recommended mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, I love the movie anyway, but like. And I want to say that was my, it? my friend Becca suggested it and she was like, you have to watch it. She loves this movie. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I should have known because I love Becca. Becca and... has great taste in things. Shout out to Becca. <laughs> should have just known. Um, didn't, it was on your list twice though. So like who else recommended oh. it? I don't know. My parents really wanted us to watch The Fall of the House of Usher, which is going to be into a made into a TV series made by um, the creator of Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. Ooh, and it has a okay, very yeah, large watch cast list with Mark Hamill in it. So we'll have to watch that my before face the right now. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to watch it before the show comes out. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't really, I've seen it. I don't really like... I don't really like love it, mm-hmm. but we can definitely watch it. We'll watch it. I and mean, you know we what? especially You're... have to humor Lori and Jake. Come on, I know. <laughs> that's the they were both in consensus about it. They were like, "Yes, you have to watch this." But yeah, we'll, no, no. we'll add more movies to our watch list. We already have like eighty, and we've only watched twelve at this point. I think so. At least we have next week scheduled and then we'll do one before the end of the year. And yeah, next year mm-hmm. is a world of possibilities. Gosh, 2022. I'm so excited. I'm so ready for 2021 to kick it. Mm-hmm. What a fucking year. Also, I am breaking in my shoes. Yes, you finally found them. I finally found some fucking shoes. They're velvet oh I love a cream velvet and I'm like I love these you're gonna be such light to our dark (laughs) I'm so excited (laughs) it's gonna be so good (laughs) all right 
2022. Well, here we come. 2022. I'm so ready for you. <laughs> and essentially we're kicking it off with your wedding. So I can't think of a better way to, to start off the year. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Yay! All right. Well, thank you friends for, uh, coming along on this ride. Sorry. I derailed us completely. Um, we can blame, we can blame Chris. That's fine. We'll blame Chris. We'll blame Chris. I, he said he was going to listen to these eventually. So feel bad. Well, he's going to learn <laughs> real quick. <laughs> we don't hide anything. <laughs> we, we hide nothing. You will be blamed for all of your terrible decisions in life. No, um, <laughs> kidding, kidding, <laughs> kidding. Um, anyway, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us on this ride. And uh, until next time. We're watching.